to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow, the very first episode in the new year. My name is Heather, and my guest today is Lauren, who is also new for the new year. She just moved to Sweden in November. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Heather. <laughs> I am fresh like the snow we got for yes. Christmas. All the Swedes told me, you will not get a white Christmas, and I proved them wrong. So yeah. I'm feeling pretty good. You are responsible for that. I am. Good. That was Thank me. You. I was trying to clean, and I just couldn't because I kept stopping and staring out the windows because it was beautiful. We have a nice sledding hill across the street, so the snow meant, yay, we can go out and go sledding. The so. perfect Christmas yeah. gift, honestly. And then I learned a new trick, which should not be a new trick because it should have been obvious but my kids got the new diary of a wimpy kid book for christmas and it had all these tips for the snow and it said to get a square tupperware and go out into the snow and you pack it with snow and you make bricks to make an igloo why didn't i ever think of that before that's so smart and they did it and it worked it was really cool <laughs> that is so, really cool yeah so the, the snow's kind of going away again but w when it comes back i'll build a giant igloo and then i'll i'll post it i online. believe in you i want to see it <laughs> yes you can come help yes definitely <laughs> yeah so you've been here for two months just about pretty much yeah um so maybe a little background on where you come from and why you came to sweden sure thing uh so i grew up in michigan which is in the northern united states the midwest uh very similar climate to stockholm actually yeah. we get the snow in the winter it's very cold most of the year when the sun comes out people love it uh that sort of thing i went to university in arizona so complete climate change yes. uh very very hot all the time i would go swimming in december in January and the locals would think I was crazy but it felt so nice so uh, what's the temperature there in the winter this isn't Fahrenheit so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I want to say it was still in the 60s usually if not a little higher and than I that and I guess you could swim because you're from, from a Michigan. northern state yeah yeah, yeah. it's definitely a, I grew up with this so it's you know it's easier uh, type yeah. of thing and well, then I don't know very much about Arizona actually so what what was different about Arizona, Let, let's say in comparison to Stockholm, because it's out of the places you've lived, because you also lived in San Francisco, that I did. would guess that Arizona is the most different from Stockholm. Arizona, so I was there for university, uh, so I was only there a little under four years, something like that, because uh, I graduated in three years. It's pretty flat. Stockholm itself is kind of flat, but it's even yeah. flatter than that because it's <laughs> desert. It's just completely flat. It's somewhat walkable, except when it gets into the hundreds or the Ugh. hundreds and tens and you, you shouldn't yeah. be walking. Uh, the transit's not as nice there. When I was there, recently built a light rail that was only in sort of the direct school area, the big school area and mm -hmm. nowhere else. Uh, so it didn't really help a whole lot, but the buses were okay. Not great, but okay. I was in Tempe, okay, uh, which is outside of Phoenix. What about the yards? They don't have grass in the yards, right? Not or? really. It's it's a lot of either wood chips or just you know desert type. There's a lot of rocks, that sort of thing. So pretty cool. It was a great change of, of scenery. Their electricity system is interesting. You can get a box that plugs into your wall and it powers your electricity or it says that you have paid your electricity and you can like prepay your electricity on a card so like oh shoot oh. my box is running low i only have two dollars left i'll run up to the grocery store put twenty dollars on my electricity card come back and fill it up and i actually liked that a lot yes um, and then you it probably helps you save electricity because then you see how much you're spending yes i that's one of the few things i actually 
really, really enjoyed there. And in the summer, right, you knew, well, I'm going to want to stock up more because I want my AC on Mm -hmm. when it's 110 (laughs) degrees outside. Whereas in the winter, it's like, all right, don't have to put as much money on the box this month. Yeah, that's such a good system. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's the only place I've seen it, actually. I don't don't know that it exists anywhere else. (laughs) So after Arizona, then you moved to work in San Francisco. That's right. right, For the game industry. Yep, I... Applied to a bunch of places once I graduated in 2013 and Mm -hmm. got my job. I was accepted for the job after Thanksgiving. Uh, So I had graduated in the summer, had a job by Thanksgiving, moved to San Francisco. I moved to Oakland and then started my first day, January 2nd. It was really (laughs) all my career moves come with location moves is is what it's been so far. Uh, So I was in California for about five years, Oakland, then Antioch, which is two hours outside of the city by public transit. So that was my commute every day for two years. And then I moved directly into the city, which was great. It was only a 45 to 30 minute commute, uh, depending on... Still though. Still still (laughs) a lot, surprisingly, but it was really fun to be in the city. Um, And then I started applying for new jobs because I was ready to to move on to Mm -hmm. something something different and something bigger. Uh, I was working in mobile games, which I, I love, but I was ready to try something new and applied all over the place. Heard back from the place I work now, which is in Stockholm, and had that moment of like, am I really gonna do this am I gonna move across the world and I I did and now I'm here not everybody can do that it's it's such a big step so it's really great when somebody can just go yeah why not I'll just give it a try it was pretty terrifying so the weekend before I accepted the job offer, I had done three interviews in the course of 24 hours all at like midnight or 1 a.m california (laughs) time and they all went well obviously Uh, so then that weekend after I had done this, I went down to LA with some coworkers for a wrestling show. And on the drive back, I, my phone goes off at like 4am as we're getting back to San Francisco, <laughs> San Jose. And it's the, we'd like to offer you this position. And I had to immediately like put my phone to my chest so that none of them in the car could see it. Cause they didn't know that I was oh. applying. So then that the Monday following that trip, I called out cause one, I was exhausted after the trip. And two, I had to seriously sit there and think, and I called my parents and talked with my partner, um, and just tried to figure out, is this something I can do and that I want to do? And yeah, the answer ended up being yes. <laughs> What was the advice that they gave you when you were talking it over? Like, what were their reactions? Like, Sweden, where is it? Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't did, that cold? Oh, don't they have the cuckoo clocks now? That's, uh, that's Switzerland. My poor roommate in California, forgive me, George. Uh, <laughs> one night we were talking about it with another friend came down to visit me. Um, and this was when I got the acceptance. She was like my good luck charm. We were talking about it. And he was like, the place with the holy cheese. And we laughed so hard because it's like, no, that's that's the Swiss. That's Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> so that's our joke now. I went well, to the place with the holy cheese, Sweden. He um, shouldn't feel bad because I think this happens to everybody. I got so many times people asking me, oh, the chocolate is so nice. And oh, they have the knives. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and I would say with the chocolate, I'd be like, yes, it is very nice, but it's not the chocolate that you think you're talking about. Exactly. And I had a, a cousin mail a Christmas gift one time and she wrote down Switzerland on the package. But amazingly, it showed up. It was late. It showed up about a month or two later. Oh, my goodness. They actually found it 
And I think I've heard since then that it's one of those things where Sweden and Switzerland have to meet up and exchange a lot of mail. It's the same as Slovenia and Slovakia. They meet like once a month at the embassies to exchange all the mail that people wrote. That's so funny. Oh my goodness. So that was my my poor roommate who I love dearly. I miss him. Uh, My mom was nothing but excited. She's always been very, go do everything, you know, plus it gives her an excuse to come visit Europe uh, because my family has never been to Europe um, that I know of. (laughs) (laughs) My dad is my very best friend, so it was a little harder. I talked on the phone with him a lot the week I accepted the job offer because I needed to know he would be okay. Um, he, He had this joke with his friends for a long time, like, well, at least she's as far away as she can get, right, in California to Michigan. And when I accepted the job, he went, that wasn't a challenge. Um, (laughs) Because now I'm even further away. In the end, you know, he's been nothing but supportive. My whole family has been. They're all so excited. And I try to keep them updated and send them pictures and videos of all the cool stuff. um, Because to to a lot of them, there are things here that are older than the United States. Right. And that's (laughs) wild to everyone, myself included. So you had never been to Europe either Not at before all. you moved here. And you didn't even come to check it out. You nope. just moved. Nope, because <laughs> when I accepted the offer, it was pretty immediate. Like, all right, let's get your passport. I had to get my passport expedited because oh. I didn't have one. <laughs> um, but San Francisco is one of the major passport hubs. So I actually got it in seven calendar days, not even business days. I got it in seven calendar days nice. from the day I applied. Yeah, that was a relief. <laughs> and then immediately like, all right, we're sending your stuff to the migration agency. We are finding you an apartment. We are, you know, all of that. You're Just, very lucky to have a company that helped you to get an apartment oh, because yeah. that's the biggest problem in Stockholm, at least in some of the other big cities is that housing we don't have enough for everybody who wants to be here that's why we have so many things being built in Stockholm right now I was very very lucky and I love the spot I'm in it's perfect for just me it's about 40 square meters and it's a 1.5 room so my bedroom isn't a room it's a little nook off my kitchen and Uh I I love it it's just (laughs) it's very charming and it's the first time I've gotten to live by myself Uh, so that's Ah, without roommates without any roommates Uh, so it's it's been really nice kind of learning how I want my life to be Um, in Sweden and Stockholm are a great place to figure that out. So why would you say that? Everything is so nice here. I'm going to sound super idealized. I I know there are some things that need work like everywhere, but the public transit here is the best I've experienced. San Francisco Mm -hmm. is supposed to have the best in the United States. And coming from San Francisco to here, it's like, oh my God, I never have to wait more than five minutes for a train. (laughs) Usually less than that because I live on the same line as my workplace so I can get on any of the trains and it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, So like every two minutes I have a train. It's so walkable and Mm. I I really can walk anywhere. My first weekend here with a friend, we had walked to the next train station without realizing it Uh because (laughs) it's all so close together, even though it doesn't seem like it. A lot of people say Swedes are, I I don't like this phrase, are not friendly. I don't like that. Um, I don't 
don't think that's what it is. They're just pretty reserved. Like I've, they don't want to get into your business. Yeah, you know, and I can appreciate you. that. I've discovered the way to Swede's heart if they have a dog, at least, is to go fiendhund if I see them out with their dogs, and that makes them smile and and like acknowledge me. So I've found the weakness of the Swedes, and that is to compliment their dogs. Uh, you caught on to that pretty quick. I did. I I mean. <laughs> The dogs are so damn cute. Let's see, what else? Everything at least seems inherently healthier here, Mm food-wise. There's not really a lot of processed food. There's not a lot of frozen, you know, meals that you can just buy. There's a couple here and there, but... You can, and and that's good for people who need it, who can't cook or live alone. I can't cook, but I'm learning to cook, uh, because you just, you have to make everything from scratch, basically. Uh, You and I talked about this before, that... In the States, everything is pretty much pre-made and you don't need to learn to make things. And it was my experience, too, that when I came here, I had to learn to make everything by scratch if I wanted to eat it. Because, I mean, like pancakes, I don't use a pancake mix. I used to in the States. But now every weekend I make pancakes one day a week. And I do it by scratch, just, you know, the flour, the baking powder. You'll everything. have to give me your recipe for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, it's really fulfilling making my own food. It's uh, nice to know what's in your food. Yeah, it's it's been really eye-opening, actually. And I used to do a lot of drink meals. I, I was a big Soylent fan, and I thought about getting on Huel, whatever the other alternate one is. Someone at work had recommended it, but I'm finding myself enjoying the challenge of cooking and going to the grocery store and being like, I think that's the ingredient I need. Let me pull up Google <laughs> Translate. Oh, that didn't help. I'm just going to buy it anyways. See how it goes. You know, that's it's nice. I didn't have Google Translate <laughs> when I moved, and I, I bought some messed up stuff not knowing. Well, it kind of looks like this word. I'll try. Oh, that wasn't that. <laughs> I looked at one and I thought, are those, is that canned garlic? Because I would love that. No, it's pickled onions. I didn't buy it because I had Google Translate. So thank (laughs) God for that. It's been such an experience. I can go exploring every weekend if I want to, and I feel safe. And maybe that's a little bit of naivete of <laughs> only being here two months. But like, I see children getting on the train by themselves to go to school, yes. or this shocked me the first weekend. My friend and I got on the train for the very first time, and I was like, God, this train is amazing. It's so nice and quiet, and it's <laughs> fast. And we get on, and there's just this baby pram left in the open door area where you get on. And we sat down and I was just staring at it. And my friend was like, what, what's going on? Are you okay? And I was like, they just left their baby pram there. Like what? No, one, they're not afraid anyone's going to take it. What? And that blew my mind. And there's like one in the entrance of my apartment building that just lives there because they leave it there. And mm-hmm. they're not afraid anyone's going to take their stuff. No. Have you experienced walking by restaurants or cafes and people will leave their baby carriage with the baby in it right outside, but they'll sit by the window so they can, they can see if the baby needs to be picked up. But it really surprises a lot of people. And there was a story like 20 years ago that some, I think it was Swedes, had done that in the States, not realizing. And there was a big thing with the police and oh big my God. problems because that's because nobody wants to take your baby here. Why? I mean, it's it cries. You'd have to change a diaper. <laughs> nobody wants to steal your baby. Yeah, it, I think I've maybe seen that once. I see it a lot with dogs as well and I noticed that a lot of dogs get tied up outside but yeah I've seen I've seen I think one or two where it's I don't even notice at this point because I've I've just made myself realize like baby prams get left everywhere with the baby inside sometimes it's fine (laughs) it's fine here 
Yeah, so that's that was one of the biggest culture shocks, I think, by far, was was just seeing babies in baby prams left in, in open spaces <laughs> and no one worrying or caring at all. I found out that you did not try the Swedish Christmas drink, Yule Must. And luckily, I happen to have a bottle right here, so I thought we would do this live on the podcast. That sounds so great. I, wanna, I want your opinion. I want to hear what you think. Okay. I've had glug. Is that saying it yes. correctly? Yeah. So we had that at work, the non-alcoholic kind, of course. And that's pretty good. It was like Christmassy lemonade, basically, is how I would describe it. <laughs> I think it was the sweetness because it was the non-alcoholic version. It is a little sweeter. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. She. She's taking a sip. She didn't spit it out. All right. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need more. Like, what are the flavors? And By the look of it, I thought it was going to taste like like Coke or something, because mm-hmm. it looks like a soda or pop product, but it's almost more like juice, but I can't quite place like the... Think. Yeah. I can't quite place the flavor. <laughs> to me, it, it compares a bit to Dr. Pepper. It doesn't taste like Dr. Pepper, but it's like it has it's a different flavor than Coke. Yeah, and but it's still got that same carbonation and everything. Yeah, I, I could see it having the Dr. Pepper comparison with a different taste. It's good. Okay. I think good. I think I would get it for the holidays. Yeah. Um, so they they generally only sell it at the holidays and people complain if they start selling it too early in November. No, no, this is, you know, for <laughs> Christmas. But the funny thing is, so they'll stop selling this in about a month. And then when Easter comes, they repackage it and it's called Polskmus. So Easter, Easter must, and it's the exact same drink, but it has a different label and it's only sold at Easter. Do people think it tastes different? No. Is there a debate or does everyone know it's it's the same thing? (laughs) But it's, you know, a lot of people joke about it because it's so obvious it's the exact same drink. They just repackage it with chickens instead of gnomes. Yeah, the queuing system, uh, queues for everything here. Like in America, I went to brunch with some friends. They took me to this really nice brunch place. I was the third person there to queue. And there were a ton of people by the time the door opened at noon. And in America, you would have just seen everyone swarming to try and get in the door and kind of fighting with each other almost. But here it was like, all right, we're queuing in. Cool. Um, (laughs) One at a time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's been interesting noticing some of those cultural differences. And I, I don't know if it's a patience thing or just a, that's how it is. That's how it is, I think. And it's the same with the number system, taking a number everywhere. God, take a number to see your single bank teller. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, if America does one thing right, it's having more than one bank teller at a time. (laughs) Because waiting, it took two hours at the bank for me to, I had to pay my electricity bill because I can't do it online yet because um, oh. I have the the baby card because I don't have a person number yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've applied, so it should be yes. coming soon. Yeah, I was hoping for a Christmas miracle and that didn't happen. Oh, no, so. no. You're not going to get anything in the mail no. or anything done. No. <laughs> so in the new year, get my person number, get the ID card, get a real bank card is Mm -hmm. my top priority and then get a gym membership because i also everyone's like you probably could they want your money but 
I know it's easier if you have a person number to, to sign up for the yeah. gym and things Does like that. Does your work offer a gym discount? Yes. They, yeah. or it, Most of them It's do. like reimbursement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They, a lot of the workplaces here have this. They'll pay for you for a certain physical activity just to keep everybody healthy. Yeah, and, and like it includes... chose golf last year. It includes like choir if that's how you want to do it. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, I didn't know it's that. really cool. So I'm going to either pick the gym or find a yoga class that I like or something like that once I have the person number and can do everything. I usually do some tips and you're quite new, so I don't know if you have any tips. Um, has somebody shown you or taking you somewhere that you think is, is really interesting? Or when your parents uh, and friends come to visit, where do you think you would take them first? I would probably take them to, and this is just my personal preference, either T-Central or Hertori at first because I love walking around that shopping area. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm a little biased because I got here and like all the Christmas decorations are going up and it's uh. so pretty and cool. And it's just a fun place to walk around and see all these different stores. It's funny because most Stockholmers hate those areas, not because they're, they're crowded, but because uh, I believe it was the 50s or 60s, they knocked down all of the old, beautiful buildings really? and built all these modern buildings. That's why it's the only part of Stockholm that has all these modern buildings. And people are, now the laws are a lot tighter. It's really hard to knock something down now, even if it was built in the 70s, because they'll be like, oh, someday that'll be amazing architecture. And so it was beautiful if you look at old pictures of Stockholm. But, I mean, they do have some nice buildings. The culture house is nice and whatever that giant stick is. <laughs> I'll probably take them to Ostermalm, I think, mm -hmm. is... is I I'm going to get all these names one day. No, no, that was good. Ostermalm is like the, uh, the richer it's, part it's, of it's town. It's a little ritzy. Um, <laughs> but I, my friend was showing me the harbor near there, and yes. there's that amusement park in the distance or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'll go there, but like, there's a lot of cool architecture there that I oh, saw. Yeah. So not only can we go look at all these rich people buildings, but also <laughs> like, there's, there's cool architecture there. <laughs> I have to ask, what did you think about that Sweden has a royal family? Were you aware of that before you moved to Sweden? I was aware I was of that not. because I play Civilization, uh, the computer game. <laughs> <laughs> not in any sort of like contextual real sense. Aren't How they many? French? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but hundreds of years back. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Maybe the 1800s is when I don't remember. But I think it's nice with this royal family, you, they go to these, you know, big events and when they bring the children, the children are just like anybody else's children. It's so funny that the kids, they don't want to sit there for some special ceremonies and they're just climbing over their chairs and it's funny to watch the princesses trying to be, you know, formal, but they've got to discipline their children at the same time. You know, no, 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 we don't. We don't climb on the Nobel Prize winner, you know. <laughs> Thinking of the children, I my coworkers had said something that was like Swedish children are some of the best or most innocent or something in the world because they're allowed to believe the world is a good place. Right? Yes. They're they're brought up in this very safe area where again I've seen kids get on the train by themselves. I see them walking mm -hmm. around the city and that's insane to me. And I, I definitely notice that. And I think it carries into some of their adulthood, I, I think, uh, because it shapes their worldview. I agree. And having children, it's uh, much more innocent here 
And in the U.S., it seems to me when I visit that people expect their children to grow up too fast. They're pushing them too much. And here in Sweden, people let kids be kids. And you have your summer house, you go out to, you let the kids play in the forest and do a lot of independent things. And it's very supportive. I think it's nice. Yeah, I, I really have loved that about here. There are more dogs in San Francisco than children. Uh, statistically, that was published <laughs> last year. Or was it this year? This year has been so long. So coming here and seeing so many children and families and the equal paternal leave and the very long paternal leave, yeah. uh, those things, I have never really thought about having a family, but being here, it's like, wow, I could definitely see wanting to, or, you know, why it's so appealing it's to come here. It's a lot more manageable yeah. here <laughs> when you don't have to go back to work after six weeks. God, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah. And thank you for being my first 2019 guest. Woohoo! <laughs> and your newest to Sweden guest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gott nytt år. Hej då.